Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Encourage Podcast. And my name is Odian or Odion. Whichever is your preference, I answer to both. So let's get right into today's topic, shall we? All right, so today's episode is still us continuing with our summer reading. And this week is going to be drumroll. Chronicles of Narnia. Okay, if you if you are a fan of C.S. Lewis, I think, yeah, this book is one of the ones that you should read. I mean, um, he has more serious books, and I like, I like how he writes and just how he talks a lot in allegories. Um, so, Chronicles of Narnia, I think, is a pretty um, popular book book but I started with the first one I wanted to go through it and um, I think the second one is titled the lion the witch and the wardrobe which is the one that's pretty popular everybody knows about that and but this one the first the first one so it's called the magician's nephew and I don't want to be a spoiler or anything but I just there were so many things in this book that I just wanted to highlight but I just speak a couple um first of all I never used to like um in in a high school elementary school I used to I used to be like an avid reader of um fiction and then all of a sudden felt like I got a job and once I got a job I didn't have time for like uh fiction I was reading more serious books more books on leadership and and psychology and all of that stuff which is nice which is good no um problem with that but the thing was even I wasn't taking the time to just be, you know, sometimes they say that it is very good just to, just to be bored, you know, just to, just to be bored. And that's when your creativity just comes alive. And yeah, I read a book this, this year, actually at the start of this year by Robert Morris, it's called, um, take a day off. And he was just talking about Shabbat and, um, just, on your Shabbat, with which is Sabbath, Sabbath to us, it would um, he would just maybe read read a book that's not so serious, you know, fiction, and I was like, oh okay, yeah, I should try that again, you know, because I totally eliminated fiction out of my library. So um, this was I've read a few fiction books, and what I do is now I'm like trying to equal them out. So I read some, I read two non-fictions and I read two fiction books. So I just try to even that out. Um, and I've been doing great so far and fiction is so good. And sometimes I just pick up like a, a children's book. I love reading children's books. I, I absolutely, I used to be an educator. So I think that that's just innate <laughs> inside of me, just borrowing those books on Geronimo Stilton or um, Mo Willems. I absolutely adore Mo Willems' writings. And it's like, just, yeah, those books are so good. But this time, I chose... um, I chose the Chronicles of Narnia just because I wanted to, I just wanted to be able to, even, even if I was 
even if I was reading the books, I still kind of wanted to be able to um, solve the puzzle in my head. Like, what does this remind me of? What is this representing? So it kind of just, yeah, it was just so fun. But, okay, so um, just a summary of this book is um, two two major characters, um, Diggory and, and Polly. And um, both of them were just the adventurous little kids that they are. And they venture into this unknown world, unknown place where, um, well, Diggory's uncle is a magician and hence hence the name the the magician's nephew and I don't want to spoil it for you at all but I think you should go read it it's such a quick read as well and so easy um but yeah he he goes into this unknown world and then um Polly first of all his friend um his his neighbor and friend Polly first goes on this um, expedition, I guess, and she gets transported into this unknown world by the magician, like by Diggory's uncle. And yeah, so (laughs) Diggory has to go in and and basically how the uncle is depicted in in this book is like he's selfish and he thinks about himself always, um, which is being selfish, right? (laughs) But um yeah all he cares about is himself and yeah and nothing else and he experiments with these kids not even thinking and just sends them into this place and they being in this place and being obviously curious as children should be they start uh, messing with things (laughs) things that should be dead you know and they um diggory is actually the culprit here and then he wakes up something that should be dead and um the namely the witch and yeah so that's where the story is and one thing leads to another i don't want to spoil it for you at all but the magician ends up coming into this um into and on the unknown world as well, right? He ends up coming into it's a known world, but at this time, um, it's he sees all of what's happening, right? And it's amazing because it's kind of like what he says or how how I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of camp on what he says or or what he's feeling in this time. Like this is talking about the magician. Who is also um, Diggory's uncle? So I hope you understood all of that. Um, so he comes into this, you know, unknown worlds. I don't, I don't even know how to put it, but a different realm. And then, um, obviously, the there's a lion who's singing, and this lion is none other than Aslan. He's singing and he's um, waking up the animals, like waking them up to their true selves. Um, and in in the magician's mind, he sort of just like thinks like, no, that can be an animal singing because, you know, in our world, in <laughs> on Earth, 
things like that just don't happen, you know? So he convinces himself like, oh man, this is not happening. And it's crazy because um, all the animals start to talk. Uh, They just start to talk, but he convinces himself really that um, no, they're not talking and they're not, they're not speaking. This is not happening really. That That's what he says, right? And so because he did that, because he did not believe, he ends up hearing roars and like just, um, you know, barks and all of that, the sounds that the animals are making rather than hearing um, the song that Aslan's singing or the growlings and the barkings and the bangs and howlings and all like really when they laughed when the animals laughed he he was totally scared like he was afraid and they were trying to figure out what this person is what this magician is or who this magician um, was but all his hearing because he's made himself believe that hey that can't be true no an animal is not the one really singing and and all these animals are not talking really this is not happening he ends up convincing himself and does not have that childlike faith really he even hates the song totally that Aslan's singing and he's He's just really afraid and just so scared and terrified while, um, which is the same as being scared, right? Um, But I just found it very interesting because at the end of it, I mean, oh, the kids were trying to convince their Aslan, like, hey, can you do something for him? You know, and I'm just going to read a quote what he what Aslan says is it was so profound. I had to pause. He says, um, "Okay, I'm gonna read it from here." It says, "But I cannot tell that this old sinner, and I cannot comfort. I cannot tell that to this old sinner, and I cannot comfort him either. He has to make himself. He has made himself unable to hear my voice." If I spoke to him, he would only hear growlings and roarings. Oh, Adam's sons, this is the part I highlighted. Oh, Adam's sons, how cleverly you defend yourselves against all that might do you good. And that's so crazy, you know. Oh, Adam's sons, how cleverly you defend yourselves against all that might do you good. And it's sort of like, oh, man crazy how do we defend ourselves how do we try to um block the voice of god god's that because literally that's the translation right um he's trying to speak to us but we're like la 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 i can't hear you you know i don't hear you i'm not gonna listen and so we don't listen and so we don't hear and all we hear is just nothing right because we're not we're so cleverly um we so cleverly defend ourselves against all that might do him good. And so in this book, Aslan gives him one gift. He says, but I will give him the only gift he is still able to receive. And that gift was what? Sleep. And yeah, he was so terrified um, in the 
they, the kids are having a conversation with Aslan, but the magician is unable to understand what they're saying because he's so cleverly blocked off everything, right? I just thought that that was so profound. And I even think about that in my own life, just, um, just even recently, like an opportunity opened up for me to just, um, just accept something that I knew God was, I was, I was praying about it and I knew God was asking me to take a leap, like a step of faith. But I was like, Oh no, like, like I was, first of all, there was fear. Fear was a factor. Um, but also just, um, not knowing what to expect, you know, that uncertainty and you're thinking about that. But I knew what God was telling me to do. So I asked him. And if, if this is you at all, I'm just like speaking to your heart right now. If God is asking you to do something, don't just go la 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 la. I'm defending myself cleverly. You know, don't, don't, don't do that. Just ask him. Just tell him, you know what, right now, God, this is, I am terrified. I feel so afraid. But, um, would you, would you help me to be willing? I want to be willing to say yes to you, whatever you desire, whatever you want to do. I want to completely say yes, because really, um, also Chambers was just, also Chambers in, in, in his devotional, my utmost for his highest was saying that really that the saint does not choose suffering, but he chooses God's will, you know? So, we don't choose suffering, we choose God's will. And whatever that brings us, whether that's suffering or whether that's not suffering, he will help us through it. So usually we're just like thinking about it and and then we say no, when we tell God no, when really what we're doing is defending ourselves against all that might do us good, really, because we don't know what's ahead. So I in this situation for me, I, I prayed about it and I just, I just said, God, I always want to say yes to you. And so help me to be willing to say yes to you, whatever that means, whether it's going to be an inconvenience or whatever it is, because really my purpose on this earth is not to live for myself. My purpose on this earth is to live for you, for your glory, for your goodness. Because I mean, if you created me, if God created me and he did, then he has the right to say, um, go to this place or do this. And I'm to say, yes, God, I will. Many times he's giving us all the time. He's giving us a choice and we get to choose life or death. And I want to choose life. You know, in, in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, it says that his plans for us are for good. They're not for evil. They're to give us a hope and a future. So what that means is really whatever God is asking us to do, it's really not for our demise. It's really actually for our good. And so when I took up this opportunity um, and I was like, okay, I don't know what this will entail, but for sure I want to do it. I, I, I say yes. What happened was I I was blessed by it. Honestly, I did not. I was like, what? No, this ended up just enriching me and encouraging me and reminding me about what what God had already put inside of me that um you know I 
I maybe had tucked away for a little bit because stuff happened. I got jaded, you know, or, you know, but, but God just brought it out in a new way and and just reminded me of my purpose. And I just thought, oh, wow, what would have happened if I hadn't said yes? You know, I would have missed out on this. This is, this is really, this was hugely, um, a blessing to me, not even an inconvenience at all, nothing like that. You know, even though, yes, it took a little bit of sacrifice or whatever, it was really a blessing to me. And I don't know if this is you and you're thinking, ah, should I, should I take this up? Or I know that God, I know that this is the, the path that God wants me to take. And I'm not really sure, should I take the risk and pray about it? tell God about it. Don't, don't be like the magician, you know, who's like, um, you know, I'm not, this is not happening. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to hear and just be open. Be like Isaiah in um, Isaiah chapter six, who's like, you know, God was asking the questions, who, who should, so who should we send? And he's like, send me, you know, here I am send me let let that be your response to God and I want that to always be my response to God no matter how um daunting it might look like and I want I want you to be able to do that too I feel like I was so encouraged by by you know by saying yes and many times it will it will involve risk it will involve you taking that risk and I'm just reminded by like by that today, um, I went on a hike with a friend of mine, and um, and literally, like the trails were so. Sometimes it would be so steep, and sometimes you just you know you just didn't know. There were so many um, trails that you just didn't know what was ahead. It's like, oh, which one should we take? Um, okay, we'll just go left or we'll just go right, and we just took whatever, but we did not know what was ahead. And whenever we would like go forward and we would like see like, oh, this path is really steep, we would end up just doing it anyway. And yes, it was like thankfully for our upper body strength, but it was still good. Like it was good and it was a little tasking in some places, but it was overall good. And I was like, so, um, gloriously tired, you know, not in like an exhausting way, but when we were done that hike, I was just so happy about it because, Hey, we did not know what was ahead, but we still managed to scale through. We still managed to come out on the other side. And it was so, it was such a beautiful time. I can't, you know, the adventure. And I just, I was just telling her, I was telling my friend that, hey, this is really how God works with us. What he does, this is exactly, perfectly how he works with us because he tells you, like, he doesn't really show you all that's ahead. He just tells you, oh, okay, are you going to say yes? What path are you going to walk on? Hey, this is what I have before you. Are you going to say yes? And and then you say, okay, yeah, sure. God, I trust you. And you don't know what's ahead. But at the same time, you know that he's going to be with you and you're not alone. So just know that if you're faced with a decision that you need to make and if you're filled with fear and you're paralyzed by it, really, I just I just wanted to just 
just be free right now and just say, God, I want to be willing. Help me to be willing to say yes to you. Because really, our yes doesn't come from ourselves. We have the help of the Holy Spirit, and he's there to help us at every every turn. And rather than asking the question, I think it was Paula Farris who was saying this, and she has a book called uh, Called Out. She was saying that rather than, you know, asking the question, um, what's the worst thing that could happen or really thinking about the worst thing that could happen in situations, ask yourself, what's the best thing that could happen out of this? You know, you know, God could teach me a lot of things. You know, yes, it might be daunting. And I know that many, many times when I've said yes to God, there have been times that I've cried about my decision and, and it's not been the best environment and I've just been thinking, God, how long am I going to be here or this or that? You know, it felt like it felt more like a wilderness season. But even then I can look back and say, oh, wow, that was still for my good. And that was still so that um, your name will be exalted and so that you will get all of the glory and it was when I look back, I think, oh, wow, that was me. That was God kind of giving me that resilience, allowing me to have that resilience so that when I fall, I'm getting back up. I'm not staying on the floor, but I'm, I'm getting back up and, and up again. And so it's like, um, yeah, it just gives us that, allows us that room, even even when we look back to the, the, the situations that we have faced, we... You know, I I thank God that I, and I don't want it any other way, you know. I thank God that I said yes to him because good things have come have come out of that. And I know that it's for, it's really for his glory and for my good. So I hope that encourages today. And say say the best yes you have to, to God because he really has great plans for you. And yeah, I'm on the same journey with you. So constantly saying that to God. All right. Hey guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. If you have not subscribed yet, uh, what are you waiting for? Yeah, just hit the subscribe button so that you know when a new episode is on. And feel free to share this with your friends and your family if this encouraged you. Until next time, bye.